Warning, the following podcast may contain language that some listeners may find offensive or confusing or intriguing. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the 3v3 podcast, your socially distanced hockey chat show. Here are your hosts, Cassie, Pat, and Patrick. Stuff and things, things and stuff. Everywhere and nowhere, all at the same time. Amanda Kessel's brother rocks. Doesn't he though? He really does. I mean, he's gotta he's gotta hold up his end of the bargain in the family. He's just living damn, up to that lineage. He's just so damned adorable. <laughs> he really is. They tried to take goal four hundred away from him in a, on a milestone game, and you know what? He still got it, just in a different milestone game. We all know the Toronto Maple Leafs are thieves of joy. You no, could have just left it as Toronto is the thieves of joy. Actually, they really kind of are. They're the bringer of joy in very dark times right now. <laughs> yeah, I really. So, live in game update. <laughs> you know, New Jersey is just pounding the Blue Jackets 5 1. Late in the third. Actually, not even halfway through the third. So ignore the man behind the mask. So they they finally figured that out. That's what the devils are doing. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. Um, (laughs) Our hero. The hero everyone needs. Phil Castle. Just... It's almost like sports and athletics and physiology isn't a one-size-fit-all endeavor. Right. You know? And and in all the tribute pieces and all the commentary you hear, how there'll never be another athlete like it because Coach, he is who he is and it drives people crazy. Teams, aren't we just telling on ourselves at this point? When you're not getting anyone dynamic in your lineup, well, it's because you're picking from one archetype, one archetype only. And they haven't upgraded models in about a decade. Preach. Preach, brother Pat. Preach. And and they've like been handing down the same institutional knowledge for the last 30 years without updating any of it. But the game changes, even though what they know, they think they know, doesn't. Yeah, and with very few exceptions, the NHL head coach comes from a particular mold. Not a superstar, not a consistent 30-goal, 20-goal scorer. It was the fourth, third and fourth line grind guys. And that's the exact opposite of what Amanda's brother is designed to be in the NHL. Well, I mean, granted, though, those are the guys that had to reinvent their games when they made it to the pros because they could no longer coast on their talent like they did in junior and college. And uh, so they had to actually think about what they did for once instead of just doing it without thought. And so, you know, then they started thinking about it and they could actually explain what they were doing Unlike the star players who can't typically explain exactly what they're doing at any given time, they just say they do it. That's why they end up coaches. But I get what you're saying, yes. (laughs) And just a reminder, Phil won the fastest skater competition. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, deedly, dig dog, doodly, he did. He has won a Masterton. As he should. Mm-hmm. If USA hockey wasn't a um, giant um, toilet fire, maybe he'd have some more Olympic medals. Who's to say? I am. I am to say, and I am to say that you were 100% correct. That's who is to say, me. Okay. And it is all about me mm-hmm. right now. Okay. 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 None of this. I just have crap. Nope. 
nope, none of this other people crap. Let me finish, Pat. None of this other people crap. All of you other people can go straight to hell. It is all about me. Yes, I'm still angry. I was laid off after damn near 23 years out of nowhere. You should be angry. Yeah. Yeah. That's a completely normal and justifiable response. Thank you. That's exactly what my therapist said. Yeah, I get that a lot. No, it's only because I tell you every week that's what my therapist told me. <laughs> shh, shh. You look all knowing and all good. Come on. Yeah, well, you are two of those things. Sure. <laughs> um, my favorite bit on that whole Phil Kessel thing right now is is the um, the unimaginably awkward interview he did with the Vegas um, Vegas broadcast crew before the the tying game where her comment was oh, I forget what it was exactly but it was along the lines of you don't like attention and boy did his his demeanor changed completely 180 degrees from his sort of affable self he, if that wasn't ever the boy, did you ever hit the nail on the head? Look from him. <laughs> Nothing else was. I mean, it was it was glorious to see him just sort of be like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, Phil, awkward. That that sort of goes together. So awkward in an adorable way, of course. In an still. absolutely adorable way. I mean, the legend of Phil. Phil Castle, you know, where did it really start? Did it start with the Steve Simmons BS, or or was that, I mean, or or was it the um, picture of the house for sale that you know had the loan, you know, the loan seat in the theater room type thing? No, it most certainly grew to its present size somewhere during the Toronto years when there was absolutely nothing else to to really write home about. It was the training camp stuff where he would come to training camp and people were like, oh, you are not, you don't look like um, a professional athlete. You need to get into better shape when you come to camp, blah, blah, blah. It was all of that. And then or, he smoke everybody during training camp. Or maybe his shape, Hear me out. Um, helps with his durability. We've talked about this before. It we have talked about this. Yeah, it's a hundred percent helps with his durability. Your body has to be able to absorb contact, be able to twist, turn in certain ways. Like Rick DiPietro was a poster child for physique and fitness, and he his was body fun glass. He was spun it's glass. Like, <laughs> the more time you break it, you can only seal the crack so much well, before so it just does not hold up. And that's that's what I was saying before, is that, you know, it's not, not a one-size-fit-all thing, right? Yeah. I mean, clearly, Phil understands his body's capabilities, and he keeps it to the best of his ability, but that doesn't necessarily mean that he has to have, you know, eight-pack abs. Chickpea pasta and... Right. Kale I mean, fruities. you know, it's like clearly he he is a professional athlete who excels on the ice. Does he look like one off the ice? Who cares? <laughs> I mean, really, who cares if he can get the job done? Who cares what he looks like off the ice? Who cares what he looks like without clothes? I don't care if he can, like, do his job. That's all that matters. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, you know what I say to all of them? Be careful how you talk about two time Stanley Cup champion Phil Kessel. Two time. Yeah, I think people. He's a he's a great example of people overthinking their diet and their physical capabilities and working out and all of that, and just doing what they're told rather than listening to their body and doing what's right for their body. Here, here. Yeah, you know, certain people can do crazy intense things, and you know. Connor McDavid and his whole rehab um, PR, I mean documentary, um, is one side of the extreme. His is another. 
So one of my favorite things outside of the uh, JVR story, and if you haven't heard that yet, I'm actually going to plug a writer. I, I, I think you would qualify this person as a writer. Uh, Greg Wyshynski of Espen. Uh, of he had the some good anecdotes. Of the Psychic Network? I Maybe? Oh, okay. Huh. I mean, it's it's some sort of... It's in some podunk town, this publication. Um, I think it was close to where they used to have a professional sports franchise, but I heard they were just terrible. Connecticut? Uh, maybe. Mm. But no, one of my favorite stories I heard this week was um, before the birth of his first child, he took a single shift to keep the streak going, but apparently he wanted to play the whole t- game. It was the <laughs> team. It was the team who, and rightfully so, said, hey, more important things. We'll get you out there. We'll keep this thing going. And then the Arizona Coyotes sent him on a private charter to see the birth of his child. He would have played the whole game, and from the timelines, it sounds like he wouldn't have missed the birth, which should he have been stubborn and played this game. And, you know, didn't pull the plug on the power because that that's the other anecdote. Anytime anyone brings up that story, you have to talk about the time. So someone, some intern with the Baltimore Orioles pulled the power at Camden Yards to preserve Cal Ripken's streak. At least, at least Phil played a shift. Lies and fabrications. Lies and fabrications. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I remember back in the day when, when guys used to uh, get traded for wanting to not be playing a game while their child is being born. Yeah, anybody does that to, to a father can go burn in hell for all I care. Oh, it used to infuriate me. It's like, and, and you know... Now players can actually take a game off if they're sick. Like, thank God. Thank you for joining the 20th century, you know? (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Instead of the sweatshop that is the NHL. (laughs) Oh, wait, did I say that out loud again? You you kind of did. Hi, hi, Gary. Hi, Bill. Um, (laughs) This is why no one will ever hire me. We see you. <clears throat> um, boo hiss, boo hiss, tomato, tomato, tomato. Um, are, are we sure it wasn't when he won the Stanley Cup and filled it with hot dogs, which we have been told he actually doesn't like? I, I'm, I mean, I'm trying, I'm trying to figure out at, at what point did this man it go... It was a Steve Simmons thing, I think. Well, I. At what Which point led did... to the hot dogs in the Stanley Cup. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So I, you know, from from myth to legend type thing is what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. All right. When when did this when did this you know? I can't speak English right now. I've watched too many tech interview videos because apparently after 23 years in the industry, I need to remember all my college level algorithms or else somebody doesn't. No, you don't. No, you don't. I know I don't, Pat. But that's not what the interviewers say. Well, anyway, they spend, their, they spend all their time memorizing them to feel smart about themselves, a la Steve Simmons. God, you really turned that around again, man. That's awesome. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> that dude. Thank you. That 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 right there is why we're friends. You know. I'm all. I'm only telling you what's true. I know, but I'm not talking about the truth part. I'm talking about the way you turn that sob right back around. Yeah. And 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 not just one of those disjointed segues. No, 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 no. Oh, oh no. Pat doesn't roll like that. <laughs> you know what? You That's... set me up perfectly. It was one of the easier ones I've had so far this early season. It's... That's the king of the segues. I'm you know what? You're... I'm the king of like breaking people's brains. 
I'm I'm sorry. I'm a bit distracted because I'm doing a Photoshop that I'm surprised nobody has done yet, but it's an inevitable one. Um, because uh, no, <laughs> oh God, no. I am. I have. I have let my friend Wyshynski know how utterly, utterly disappointed I was with him for failing to put in the Kessel Run when talking about Philip Streak. I almost, mm-hmm. I almost said our safe word. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, yeah, yeah. And you, when you had said in our in our private chat that, oh, I'm sure Wish will do that. My first thought was, yeah, sure he will. <laughs> no, 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 no. Here's what I'll say to that. I wouldn't be surprised if he did. And as much as I love these people, sometimes your editors can can just do you wrong. Yeah, editors editors can totally screw you, much like mm-hmm. corporations. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, he works for a corporation. Um, mm-hmm. I, because I wanted a parsec joke from him. I knew I know I know he would have struggled. He would have cajoled. He would have researched. He would have done everything in his power to make a parsec joke because that was the whole, you know, the whole scientific, you know, Neil Neil deGrasse Tyson, you know, peeing on everybody's legs after they're just trying to have some fun, you know, saying, you know, you can't do it in less than a certain distance because a parsec is a fixed measurement of distance and blah, 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 blah. I'm sure Gregory would have found a way to inject a parsec joke in there. Mm-hmm. He if, about it. if he were his own editor like he was in the past, it would have happened. Maybe. I, Did he think about it, though? Because, like, I was sitting there watching all of this play out on Twitter, just waiting. I mean, I am not a huge Star Wars fan. I enjoy Star Wars, but I'm not a huge Star Wars fan. But even I came up with that, okay? And I'm, like, looking around going, why are people not making this connection? And I didn't want to say anything publicly because I didn't want someone to jump on my idea to, just to see what they were going to do and if anybody was going to come up with it. And no one did. And that's why I said it privately to you guys, because it's on record. I can do a screenshot of that if I need to. I've got the receipts. But um, but yeah, it, it was just, I'm like, it's obvious. It's right there. It's sitting right there for everybody, and no one's touching it. It made me sad. Because I came up with it, even though I am not a Star Wars fan, <laughs> like a huge Star Wars fan. And I'm like, really? Me? I'm the one that gets it and nobody else does? <laughs> There's something terribly wrong with this somewhere. <laughs> and there. I don't think it's a coincidence that uh, the new Disney Plus series, Andor, no, we're not being paid for this. They happen to mention Parsecs in the episode preceding tying and breaking this record interesting mm-hmm. missed opportunity all the way around a hundred percent a hundred percent does it have to hit the fourth digit before we can give it the name though I will defer to the star star wars nerds on that one I have no opinion. I don't know. I don't think it does. Because it's inevitability, right? Yeah. But if this man's last name was Brass, there would be Bonanza jokes going out all over the internet. Mm -hmm. Oh, 100%. It's a terrible song. You heard it here. First, second, and third. <clears throat> but you know who doesn't have a terrible song? Seattle, with Hans Zimmer helping out there. Oh, dear God. Yes, it's <laughs> terrible. It's Can we not, please? It's terrible. Just because Hans Zimmer <laughs> wrote it and did whatever else doesn't make it, like, you know... Uh, it's, Live in-game update. Yes, for Brat, just 
piling on the blue jackets. Can now you, six to one. Can you not be three seconds ahead of me, please? <laughs> it's it's a miracle. I will I will try my best. My apologies. Because uh, I was just going to say, I found it very interesting. The reason I, I'm kind of alluding to the whole digital ads things, I found it very interesting that the digital ads on the MSG feed um, were used to announce that the Jeff Dunham can't concert has apparently been canceled. <laughs> <laughs> I completely glossed like over that. <laughs> and you know what? That's the shame with replays. You don't get to see it, the digital ads right. and the replays. Is it really a shame, though? Um, <laughs> just a laugh. Mm, right. It's not my brand of comedy, personally. Right. Uh, it's not my brand of comedy at all. Um, I don't like yucking anyone else's yum, but <laughs> kind of hard not to. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, well, at least for Elvis Merslickin's uh, sake, it wasn't the ad of the car trying to drive right by you. Have you seen that one? Yep. It looks like a car is just about to steamroll a player. That that that's fun. They really thought that one out, didn't they? No. I'm gonna well, go with no. <laughs> no. Of course they didn't. <laughs> no. You know, if, if, while we're out, whilst we are on the subject of digital ads, I want to, and I, I said it in Twitter a few weeks ago when I first saw it. Um, I, I don't know who did advanced auto parts ads, which is are visible on the on the Hurricanes feed, but I don't think they quite got the message about the digital ad because it's just basically like one of their logos like every 20 feet and the rest of the yeah. is white. You know, where everyone else is like they try and fill stuff and try and make motion and blah, blah, blah. There's just literally pops up and it's like, wow, it's sort of reminiscent of the early mid-80s when there were no ads on the boards. All that white space. <laughs> That they're paying for and not using. <laughs> you know, that's that's kind of what I'm getting at. Is it's sort of like, hmm, okay. Ah, uh, here we go. <clears throat> Excuse me, I need to tweet my Photoshop that I just did out. And and what was your what was it? I don't want to spoil. Hmm. So you're going to make me open up Twitter while we're talking? How dare you? How dare you, sir? Damn right. And done. Okay. Now I will no longer remain distracted as much as I normally am. Squirrel! Um, my walk... Jesus. In, in my purging when we moved into this house... I uh, apparently purged all of my mini USB cables because <laughs> everything's micro or or lightning bolt or whatever it is now, right? <laughs> Thunderbolt or whatever lightning's you know connection is, and anything that's USB is a micro, the really small ones, um, except my Wacom tablet. So <laughs> I had to go spelunking to try and find a mini, which is the little pyramidal looking one um, which has not I believe been used by any manufactured device in like the last 10 years so yeah good times good times <clears throat> mm -hmm. hey you're talking to a girl who's got um, zip zip disks still <laughs> hey right on man I have... love those things so much. I, I tried saving up for so long to get one of those drives. <sighs> I've got pictures on one of them, I think, and um, I need to get them off. <laughs> Oof. Elvis needs to leave the building. <laughs> Live in-game update, Miles Wood makes it 7-1.
Oh, but but live non-game update. Uh, Seth Jones is out for four to six weeks. Oh. If anyone cares. Oh. <laughs> and Chicago hockey team general manager is happy. How happy can he be with the team getting off to the start that it's gotten off to? I know this is the first quote-unquote normal predictable season that we've had in a while the first 20 games are always crazy the good teams don't lose too much the overachieving teams will slowly roll back hello buffalo they look okay and just everything um gets um vanillified by game 20 because the coaches have enough videotape to bore the guys to death in pregame meetings sorry i was i was wrong three to four weeks not four to six Eh. oh i'm sorry yeah that's he's he's out for a long enough time that he can be ltrr right Mm-hmm. 10 games or 24 days, 30 days, something. I don't know. Not oh. oh, well. That's on the Toronto hockey fan um, uh, Entrix exam. Oh, because so, they're so. Have to know that stuff. They're so interested in their cap management, not so much interested in their on ice product gotcha mm-hmm. i am shocked shocked i say i am both shocked and appalled and perplexed and stunned 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 i say <laughs> it's overwhelming there's no whelming over it um <clears throat> Yeah, I uh, hmm. need to stop looking at the jobs boards right now. I need to. I need to just take a Sunday. Hey, hi guys. Hi. <laughs> Welcome. How, how the hell are you? Uh, <laughs> oh, that's a loaded question. Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> what I figured. Hey, um, is is Connor McDavid the best player in the world, or is Connor McDavid the best player in the world? Wait, Sidney Crosby, hmm. what? Um, Sidney Crosby. What? I don't know. What <laughs> What has Leon Dreisaitl said today? Uh, he's not pissy. No, no. It's for... <laughs> what has Leon Dreisaitl said that updates Connor's programming to suggest, oh, I should go do this thing, like win the rocket? Hmm. <laughs> Are you, are you saying Leon Dreisaitl is a puppet master? Yes, that's okay. exactly what. I'm <laughs> okay, and good for him for, for finding the fifty-year, fifteen-year-old who flew in from Germany and connecting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I absolutely adored that. Um, I mean, as soon as I saw the the kids' pictures of his signs before he left home, you knew it was going to happen. But man, did it still put a smile on my face. Yeah, I uh, I absolutely adored that, um, and it was it was very hard to hear. There was one from like somebody on the team or somebody with the organization was in the tunnel back to the locker room, like, and took a video of it. And they were talking to each other in German, but it was really hard to make out, so I wasn't able to um, figure out what they were saying. But that was really cool, you know. I love my drat, Octung baby. Most uh, valuable to his team. Oh, God, yes. Connor, best player in the world. Yeah. Sydney, one of the greatest of all time. Everybody happy? Except for Toronto, obviously. Um, never happy. So, what else happened this week? What else did happen this week? 
there anything else that happened this week? I mean, just that ice conditions are better when there's less air in a playing surface or around the playing surface. That's about it. Hmm. And, uh, you know, Shane Wright having family in town. Yeah. God damn it, Cassie. <laughs> There's only one thing to say on this matter. It's all in the GM's hands. He holds all the cards. He, If he wants to see something happen, he needs to make it happen. <clears throat> so, you know, my thought was, is you can't, you can't spell um, hack stall without hack, right? If, um, boy, if, if they weren't playing as better <laughs> as they if have, they, they are a better team, not by coaching. Because you still see it in in the defensive structure, they just happen to find a couple of guys that can pot them a, a couple more goals. They found that, and I feel like Hackstall had half the NHL defensive manual, but he's missing, you know, the key points on the page on the right. Because like everything I... looks great for a moment, and then wow, does it fall apart? You know, they're figuring it out on their own without any help. <laughs> you know, Cassie, I was that sitting That is here, true, too. I, I was sitting here kind of thinking the same thing. It's like, I'm wondering how much this is just them. As a group, like as, I was saying last a, year, yeah. <laughs> they should all get together and figure it out for themselves because apparently nobody's going to help them. <clears throat> Okay, now I need to stop looking at guitars. I can't afford anything. I don't have a job right now. <laughs> stop it. Um, watching those games, especially the Vancouver game, dear God in heaven, why are you keeping Shane Wright out of the lineup? Uh, he had a three-game homestand. His grandparents were in town to see him play. You scratched him all three games. I understand maybe keeping him away from Pittsburgh. But Pittsburgh on a back-to-back? At, at the at close to the end of a West Coast road trip for Pittsburgh? Right. It, was, it was the end. That was their last game, five games in a, like, what, week in, like, eight days or something like that? Yeah. And, you know, what they did to Buffalo, right? Buffalo was in the same spot. Buffalo went through and, and tore Western Canada a new one. And then last game of the trip, they're in Seattle. Buffalo's kind of like, okay, can we, you know, it's a six-hour flight. Let's go home. And they tried until the first goal came in, and then Buffalo's like, what's for dinner on the plane tonight? You know? <laughs> so, but I still understand saving him from Pittsburgh, even on a back to back, because it's, it's still Crosby and Malkin. And, you know, it's still, well, listen to me. Like he was going to see the ice more than five minutes anyway. What the hell does it matter? You know? Mm hmm. And and you and you gotta love when my little buddy Jeffy Doodle gets to go on, you know, Canadian television and basically say the GM wants him playing twelve minutes a night and he's getting six like every five games. Dear God in heaven, does that not completely describe the scenario which you brought forth, Pat? Yeah. It's just it's there is an element of letting the coach do what he wants to. However, if we're not going to do X, let's not do Y. So if we're not going to be able to play him 12 games, let's find somewhere for him to go. So unless there is a OHL trade just waiting to finish before they send him back, what are we even doing here? Well, I mean, and Francis said out of training camp that he wanted – to keep him all year long. He expected to keep him all year long. And it's it's one thing to be a hands-off, you know, that's not my pay grade kind of GM. You know, it's like I'm doing my job, my co I trust my coach to do their job. 
it's entirely another to not manage your employees, right? It's like, if you see someone doing something wrong, you're going to walk over, you should walk over and correct them. You know, it's it, being hands off doesn't mean being isolated. <laughs> you have to earn autonomy. Right. Well, you should right. have to earn autonomy. I mean, you have autonomy to a certain point, but, you know, I guess, you know, the Maslow hierarchy of needs autonomy, right? You have to earn peak autonomy where nobody questions you. Right. 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 But in the NHL, they just make the assumption that that's what you get initially, and then they give you enough rip to hang yourself, and then they find someone else. Which is, which is again, just mind-boggling that looking at his career in the NHL, anyone would give that man full, unfettered autonomy. Yeah, He's not done anything. He had one good year, and why did he have that one good year? Because they brought up the goaltender that they fired the other GM for. Uh, yeah, if Seattle wasn't fourth in the division... You know, if they were down there hanging out with Vancouver and San Jose, I think it would be easier to say via Candios Haxtall. Not only are we losing with a better lineup, but you're not playing, you know, the kid that I want to play. But in traditional Seattle fashion, they're going to ride to mediocrity and make it worse by burning this kid out. You know, they're wasting a year. He's already wasted a year of his development because of the, the COVID year that they got blocked out in the O. So why are you wasting another year? He needs to play, period, end of statement. You don't go from playing 20-plus minutes a night. Now, I don't know exactly what he played last year in the OHL because don't keep track of that, but I know it was more than 12 minutes. You can't just go from one extreme to another and just adjust. This isn't like a positional player who in any other sport where you just take the field and you do a thing in that time. No, it's you have to build the muscle memory to be able to handle to do one shift every 10, 15 minutes of actual time because my God, games are slow. Your body is not conditioned for that when you are the best of the best on your team. You're used to going out there every three to four minutes. And there is a big difference in how you perform one way or another. And it take, and you know what it takes? Playing time consistently. If you only wanted to play him six or seven minutes a night, keep him in the lineup and keep doing it. But this healthy scratch nonsense is probably what drives me nuts more. Especially with the grandparents in town for an entire effing week on a three-game homestand. They are there just to see him play. In and the NHL, they know about right? this ahead of time. The coach knew. Of course. Of course they probably did. helped coordinate all the travel and crap for them. You know, and getting them tickets and stuff. So, so do you think this is <clears throat> Hacksaw trying to put out the best lineup he can every night? Or do you think it's he, something about Shane Wright is rubbing him the wrong way and so he's sitting? Or do you think that he's the, you haven't earned, you haven't shown me that you've earned a place in the lineup BS? Why is it at all three? Yeah. It could be a little four, all the above. I was going to say, it's it's what I'll describe as column four, the I don't know you well enough as a player, so I don't trust you yet. You're not a college hockey player, so I don't see your natural progression. Because that's his background. He's used to seeing the development of anyone between 18 and 22. Right. and that, Over and that, the course of multiple years. And there is a Big problem with that. He has, usually it's the younger guys that have all the talent, and those are the ones you you let run. 
But that's not the type of player he is. Does anyone know what type of player he is with five minutes a night? How can you tell? Right. Right. You know, the guys that generally get five minutes a night are guys that have been in the league six, seven years and have fallen down the lineup and have accepted that role of being fourth line guys. Or, you know, extra extra attacker. Into it. Right. Your offensive capabilities, your offensive production slowly dwindles and you become more accustomed to a little less ice time. And then you're not asked to do those same things you were a decade ago. Yeah, in hockey, there's definitely a lack of of ego being pricked and I'll prove you wrong kind of attitudes that, you know, happens in in the NFL. It's like guys get end up in the fourth line and they're just resigned. I guess I'm just a fourth line guy instead of like, no, I'm not. And I'm going to prove you wrong. (laughs) They have that beaten out of them. Lest we forget, there's a 19-year-old on the roster who is playing and who is producing with not an outrageous amount of ice time, but sure as heck more than 12 minutes a night. What's the difference between the two players? College hockey. Other than a mini 12-10 game tryout the year before. College hockey. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, the, 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 I can't say myth, the, you know, they talk, uh, yeah, um, the bias, that's the word I was looking for. You know, they, they, they talk about biased models in artificial intelligence and machine learning, right? How do you get out of your model showing or displaying any bias towards one point or the other? Well, this is kind of starting to become pretty flipping clear there's some bias here and and not in a you know oh he's college hockey i was coach i was head coach at at nodak for you know i don't how long was like a decade or something um so you know i know what college players are capable of and the whole precept of um, they're better prepared because they're playing against older competition, you know, more mature players, players that are in their, you know, late teens, early twenties who have filled out physically, you know, who are kind of as grown as they're going to be grown, you know, so pretty much a lot of just a half step below AHL or NHL type caliber is what they think. And I'm going, yeah, no, <laughs> All of those also things have, can be true, but... Yeah. And they also have a whole heck of a lot fewer reps in game situations, right. in actual games. So it's a wonder that they're a little more physically matured because they have the time and the setup to do such a thing. And also, going NCAA hockey is also a privileged position. Not to say the OHL isn't, because let's be honest... Some people just can't go the college route. No. And and there ain't a damn thing wrong with that. How many? They they generally only play 20 games a season, right? Oh, no. It's closer to like... eh, 30 or 40, right? 30 to 40, depending upon uh, conference tournaments and then NCAA. Okay, but it's still less than the 60 that the CHL tends to play is what I'm it's getting It's less at. than the 60. Then you add on World Juniors. Then you add on Memorial Cup. I mean, well, just even... even some, co- some players. Yeah. You're looking yeah. at 100 games, college players will never hit that. Yeah. Now, whether one is good or bad, it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. But you're, you're getting you have more... an individual who understands one world better than another. Right. What I'm what I'm getting at is it's sort of like okay, don't the two things kind of balance out if you're playing against more mature, physically demanding players, but you're doing it fewer times, you're learning less about some of the strategies and positions and situations that hockey presents versus somebody who plays sixty plus the. Um, plus the league championships, right? 
and then potentially the Memorial Cup, and then potentially the World Junior Tournament, and potentially, you know, um, what's the the red white game, the NHL spectacle, whatever it is that they play, kind of like their all stars. Yeah, and or the Holinka tournament, you know. Um, you're, oh, you, you mean are, a bunch of things that he didn't get wasn't to do able as much to as do other people, right? Yeah, right. So having him sit because you think he's too good for the OHL, but not good enough for the NHL is kind of it's a waste. I would rather he go down there and play. 20 minutes a night for 60 games because you get more situational visibility. Even if he breezes through it, who cares? Uh, Give right. him some like time. Especially do... having missed that COVID year, right? I mean, mm-hmm. sure, one more year might not be a bad deal for him. Yeah. I do think that plays part into Francis Francis's position of wanting to keep him up all year. Apparently he was bored out of his mind last season. And it just screams of, here's the kid in school who can just ace any test, understands material, but he's not being challenged. So they don't put forth the quote-unquote uh, You mean me? <laughs> that sounds like me. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was 100% me. Because if he doesn't need to go full throttle, why would he? A la a certain individual who's closing in on a thousand consecutive games played. Hmm. I, it's just, oh, dear God in heaven. In the games that he's been in, he's not been great, but he's not been horrible. Well, you know. I mean, there's a reason to expect him to be great. And why, uh, how is he going to get greater watching from above continuously and then just practicing? Now, I love that excuse that coaches give. Oh, I just want him to watch the game and see how it all all plays develop and stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, for a guy who played junior, I think he's already got that. It's about speed and it's about timing and it's about getting, you know, stronger at this point. So, yeah, I don't buy that. <laughs> it's It's about figuring out how to play in the next level up. Right. So right, but this is but you're talking of, about an athlete who needs to be doing that to do it. That's exactly right. what I'm. Yeah, I'm agreeing with you, Cassie. It's it's. Yeah. I don't mind. You know, I don't. I like I said, I would have given him five games, ten minutes, twelve minutes in those five games. See where he's at. Park him for a couple, because there is there is a teaching moment to be had. Mm-hmm. Now that you've done this for a little bit. I want you to go upstairs and see, you know, there are plays where you have more time than you think, you know, there are, you need to, how, how things kind of play out and you, and you park him next to a, a more senior person who will sit there and kind of coach him along. Okay. Now you see when they're coming in, you know, you need to be paying attention, you know, on, on the, on the F3, who's going to die, you know, that kind of stuff. You because mean actually I, coaching? Yes, peer coaching. Because well, and I'm not talking about that. I'm, just, I'm talking just about the yeah, yes, coach. Teaching <laughs> instead of managing. Right, mentoring is the way I'd put it. Right, right. But then, in order to do that, you actually have to have a coach who coaches. Yeah, you, you know, know who has a bit of coaching experience and knows something about playing center who could do this. Maybe not. Every game a player sits out, but maybe once or twice. Mm-mm-mm. How about the Hall of Fame general manager? It, it, thank you. Oh, and I agree with Patrick. Job. Oh, his job is to put a winning team together by hell or high water. Right. Um, sitting him every once in a while doesn't hurt. Sitting three consecutive games does nothing. 
And and it's just it's just a slap in the face to do it when he has family in town who's there specifically to see him play in the NHL. And it's not it's you know I hate to do this. It's not just his parents. It was his freaking grandparents. And you don't know what you don't know what their physical state is. You don't know what their age is. You don't know what their financial state is. For them to take, you know, they may be retired, but they also may be, you know, getting up there in age. So income, right? And you know, you also don't know any health situations, right? Time is precious. It's exactly time is precious with all of us, but his grandparents, man, his. F and grandparents. On his rookie season. The, exactly. He will go more than a week. I'm trying. That's just a lack of empathy right there. I'm trying not to say the F word, <laughs> you know? Right. No, I, I, I agree. Well, you don't want to put the explicit warning ahead of the podcast <laughs> again? No. I slip up? No, no I'm just going to continue to leave it up there because I think it's funny. Um, because it's not just about, you know, swearing. It's also about some of the incomprehensible things that I tend to say. Not just you. No, 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 exactly. So as of now, it's been a week since his last appearance. The team played three home games, three home games, meaning line matching and you get to choose who you want to put certain players out against. Their next, Seattle's next three games all come on the road against pretty decent hockey clubs. Calgary, Minnesota, and Pittsburgh. So if Wright happens to get into one of those games, what are the expectations? He's going to play his six minutes a night and contribute or learn or get better. When, how many road games has he played? How well does he know any of these opponents? Because he's never skated against, I presume, any of them outside of maybe a couple of players in exhibition. And to that, I say, I'm looking at you, Bruce Cassidy. You have a player on your roster averaging about 12 minutes a night. Find Philip J. Kessel an extra minute or two, please. This has been the 3v3 Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at 3v3Podcast. We're available for NHL consulting at reasonable fees.